Welcome, fellow explorers. My name is Christian Alexanderson, and this is Hemlocks to Hellbenders, a podcast focusing on Pennsylvania's parks, forests, and great outdoors. Thanks so much for joining me on our first episode. Over the course of the season, we will be highlighting all the amazing public lands, flora, fauna, and more this beautiful Commonwealth has to offer. We're going to be hearing from park rangers, educators, researchers, environmental specialists, biologists, volunteers, and many more. But before we talk about what this podcast is going to be, we must start at the beginning. It all started in the fall of 2020. My wife, Abby, and I were looking for something to do after brunch. With so much time spent inside due to the pandemic, we wanted to spend as much time outside as possible. We decided to go for a drive on our favorite route, Harrisburg to Duncannon along the Susquehanna River. When we reached Duncannon, we saw a sign we never noticed before. It was for Little Buffalo State Park. We headed that way, desperately not wanting to go back inside just yet. When we reached the park, we were treated to a stunning sight. The grounds of Little Buffalo were lit with fall colors. Bright yellows, oranges, and reds covered the park and reflected off the lake. It was a perfect, beautiful moment. I could not believe that we had such wonderful public lands less than 30 minutes from my home. Why have I not heard of this place before? The answer was simple. I don't pay attention to Pennsylvania State Parks. I'm not outdoorsy. By nature, I'm a creature of comfort. I like air conditioning, reclining chairs, and TV. I do not like sweating, hiking, and insects. While I've read authors like Emerson and Thoreau who talk about the transformative experience nature provides, I never understood what they meant. They saw unmatched beauty in mountains. I saw blistered feet from hiking there. They saw stunning waterfalls. I saw slippery water hazards. They heard the symphony in nature. I heard mosquitoes trying to bite me. That's not to say I don't enjoy the outdoors, but it's never really appealed to me. I don't hike. I don't kayak. I'm more of an air conditioning kind of guy. Comfort. That's what I like. The outdoors is not comfortable. It's hot and sticky and filled with animals and bugs and spiders and ticks. But if this sort of beauty is at my doorstep, I thought, I should see more of it. How many state parks are in Pennsylvania? 40? 50? Maybe 60? A quick Google search revealed that there were 121 Pennsylvania state parks then. 121. That is just nuts. Then I thought, I wonder how long it would take to run all of them. At this point, I had been spending the past year focusing on my health. I had lost 90 pounds and picked running back up. I love running. I don't enjoy it, but I love it. Running is the only physical exercise I've done that does so much for me mentally and physically. How long would it take for someone to run a single mile at every state park? A year? That sounded about right. That's 10 parks a month for a full year. That doesn't sound that hard, right? I'm naturally drawn to setting difficult personal challenges, especially one where there's no real reward for them. I love stories of people pushing themselves as hard as they can, not for medals or world records, but just to test their mental and physical toughness. I love doing something that's hard, something that sucks, to find out what I'm made of. That's when the idea started to take hold. I wonder if I could run a mile in every state park in Pennsylvania. Nah, that's dumb, I thought. There's no reason to do it. I mean, I'm not a very good runner. Why waste the time, money, and energy doing something that doesn't matter? Just because? That's a good enough reason for me. It was an idea, but I wasn't really sure if it was something I was going to attempt. It would take a lot of time and money driving to and from 121 parks around a giant state like Pennsylvania. Then I got the news. My grandfather passed away from COVID-19. Bob Sauer, who has 20-plus grandkids and great-grandkids called Grandpa, died at 93 years old. I loved my grandfather. He was kind and generous and always wanted to catch up. I'd fill him on my recent trips and adventures. He'd tell me tales about visiting Africa and Asia and what it was like growing up. He loved a good story. He loved supporting his family. He deserved much more than a small, socially distanced funeral. 
He deserved to be surrounded by dozens of family, friends, and loved ones. After the funeral, I kept thinking about the state park idea. My grandfather was not an outdoorsman. Most of the time I saw him spend outside was golfing and doing yard work. He didn't run. He didn't hike. He didn't camp. But he did love adventure. He did love a good story. Running a mile in every state park would make for a hell of a good story. That's when I decided. The challenge I set for myself was simple. Run a mile in every state park in one year starting on January 1st, 2021. For Christmas, Abby bought me a Pennsylvania Parks and Forest Foundation passport, which included places to get a stamp from every state park in Pennsylvania. So I'd run a mile, get a stamp, and take a picture at the entrance sign in every state park. The completion date I set for myself was December 31st, 2021. Though I didn't tell anyone at the time, I wanted to do this 121 in 21 challenge, that's why I started calling it, in honor of my grandfather. He would have loved this. He would have loved me starting something so ridiculous and unnecessary. He would have loved to hear the stories. I told Abby about what I was planning to do, and she gave me a very cautious, okay, why? I didn't really have a good answer, other than I want to see if I could. She supported me as best as she could support a husband doing something this unnecessary and time-consuming. Looking at a map of all the Pennsylvania State Parks is a bit daunting. There might be 121 parks, but it feels like there's a thousand. They are everywhere, every corner of the map. I started with a spreadsheet with all the parks. That'd be my master list, where I'd keep track of individual state park runs. I'd track my distance, time, pace, calories burned, and a short blurb about every park. I figured the parks would kind of bleed together after a while, and I wanted to remember what every park looked and felt like. I decided to do a short voice recording after every run, what the park was like, where I ran, animal encounters, nice scenery, running conditions, and things like that. At the outset, I knew I couldn't spend much time in any particular park. This was not a sightseeing challenge, this was a running challenge. Run one mile at a park and leave. I didn't have time to see waterfalls or hike to an overlook or spend hours exploring. While I honed my process over months, it was pretty much this from the very beginning. Find my running area, run one mile, find a stamp, take a photo of me in front of the park sign and leave. Park, run, stamp, photo, and leave. On January 2nd, 2021, I left my home to run a mile at four different parks. Mont Alto, Caledonia, Pine Grove Furnace, and Kings Gap State Parks. I did limited planning when I started this challenge. For the first couple, I just decided to wing it. I should say this about my running. I didn't care about how fast I went. This challenge I created was about running fast. It was about completing one mile at a time. So I had no problem running a 16-minute mile. I had no problem stopping and taking pictures. I had no problem taking a breather and walking a few steps. This was a challenge of my own making, and I did not need to live up to anyone else's expectations. That said, I like pushing myself. I like setting a fast time. But that wasn't a requirement or focus. My focus was on having a good run, not a fast run. For the first few months, the colder months, I'd run at several parks on a weekend. I'd leave my home around 6 a.m., run at a handful of parks, and head home. I wanted this challenge to have a minimal impact on my normal life. <laughs> oh, how naive I was. In the beginning, I traveled and ran alone. I had some great experiences in those winter months. I ran through snowstorms at Colonel Denning. I watched ice fishermen haul catches out of Memorial Lake. I happened upon a beautiful overlook at Susquehannock. The parks were quiet and peaceful in those early months. Running alone, I saw some of the most beautiful scenery in my life. Waterfalls at Ricketts Glen. Rock formations at Trough Creek. Rushing streams at Reed's Gap and too much wildlife to count. With travel restrictions in place, the pandemic forced a lot of people to look in their own backyards for fun. And what they found might have been new to them, but was always there. Nature. Park attendance skyrocketed during the pandemic, which meant a lot of people were having the same jaw-dropping experiences as I was. 
For as much beauty as I encountered, I ran into a lot of ridiculous situations. Running laps around the monument of Buchanan's birthplace. Running sprints across the tiny upper pine bottom. People looked at me confused. I tried to explain and they left even more confused. At every park, I was surprised by natural beauties. Over the course of my 121 and 21 challenge, I began spending much less time inside and said yearned for the weekends I could go running in the woods. I started developing a true love and appreciation of the outdoors. I began inviting friends and family members out to see what I had quote-unquote discovered. After the first couple months, I had run into all the parks within a two-hour drive of my home, so weekend trips were necessary. To use my time as best as I could, I had run at several parks in a day. As I found out, the 121 and 21 challenge was more of a driving challenge than a running challenge. Run a mile, drive an hour. Run a mile, drive an hour. And so on and so on it went. Abby joined me for the first overnight trip. In late April, I ran 12 parks in a weekend, starting with Ohio Pile and ending with Black Moshan. As it turned out, she became nearly as hooked on Pennsylvania parks as I did. Over the course of the challenge, Abby joined me for 40 parks. Abby took the weight of driving off my back in the summer by carting me to and from places, from the beaches of Presque Isle to the mushroom-covered trails in Goldsboro. Her support helped when times were tough. My friend Adam Bricker from Lancaster joined me for 25 parks. We ran the rocky Delaware Canal, braved the precarious cliff trail at Tuscarora, and he helped me get to the underdeveloped, nearly unrunnable Allegheny Islands in a kayak. Another buddy, Wes Robinson, joined me for a handful of parks, supporting my efforts and keeping me company as the miles edged up to over 100. I cannot thank them enough for their support throughout this silly challenge. Through the parks and this challenge, I was able to share so many amazing experiences with my friends and family. As I made my way around Pennsylvania, I was constantly in awe of what this amazing commonwealth has to offer. It wasn't just that there were picturesque mountains and beautiful clear streams and that there were fields of bright wildflowers and forests of lush green trees. It was that they were here, in Pennsylvania, in my backyard. In the summer, I cranked up the miles and parks visited. I was doing two or three overnight trips a month. Then on August 14th, 2021, surrounded by friends and family, I ran the last mile of my challenge at the place where it all started. Little Buffalo State Park. In total, I spent 32 hours, 14 minutes, and 44 seconds running a little more than 125 miles. I drove 7,545 miles across the Commonwealth. It was the experience of a lifetime. What started out as a fun adventure turned into a transcendental experience. I got what people like John Muir wrote about. I understood the transformative and healing properties of nature and of spending time outdoors in difficult pursuits. I understood that the prize is not the view from atop the mountain. It is the time spent on the trail getting there. Pennsylvanians are incredibly lucky. They have spectacular landscapes everywhere. No matter where you live in Pennsylvania, you are no more than a short drive away from unmatched splendor. While not everyone would want to see the outdoors the way I did, running a mile in every state park, I guarantee you that the time spent outdoors will be time well spent. You don't need to fly to other countries. You don't need to stand in line at airport security. And you don't need to spend thousands of dollars. All you need to do is visit a state park. There are 124 of them now, and they're all free. As a result of my 121 and 21 challenge, I had this very specific body of knowledge about our state parks. I wanted to find a place that I could share my newfound passion for the outdoors. Luckily, I found the Pennsylvania Parks and Forests Foundation. I began writing a blog for them covering what you can do in our state parks and forests. But I still had more to give. I still had more I want to talk about. I mean, I couldn't keep talking to Abby about parks. She really enjoys the outdoors, but she has her limits when it comes to wanting to hear things about them from me. So I created Hemlock Style Benders. This bi-weekly podcast will focus on our amazing natural resources, our flora, our fauna, waterways, parks, and forests. 
As host, I will use my decade-plus experience as a journalist to interview guests and tell stories. We will highlight all the amazing public lands this magnificent Commonwealth has to offer. I will be interviewing experts in their fields, including rangers, educators, researchers, environmental specialists, biologists, volunteers, and many more. We want to promote conservation. We want to inspire volunteerism. And we want our good deeds to make Pennsylvania's outdoors more inclusive. This is my first time doing a podcast. And with that will come some challenges to overcome. The audio may not sound perfect, and the editing may not always line up. But I promise you, I'm trying my best. My passion for the outdoors exceeds my sound engineering skills, but hopefully, over time, they will be equal. You can find out about upcoming episodes by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Hemlocks to Hellbenders. Our website, hemlockstohellbenders.com, features information about upcoming episodes, kids' activities, and more. There, you will soon find an online shop where you can purchase merch that supports the podcast. Down the road, I like to host an online fundraiser to benefit a project or conservation effort. It would be great for our listeners to focus their efforts on a specific project, something you can point to and say, I help with that. But that's down the line. I want to thank my friends and family for their support. They have written music, designed graphics, offered topic suggestions, and much more. They have been so thoughtful and supportive throughout the development of this podcast. Thank you all so, so much. I'm so excited that you decided to join me on this journey exploring our public lands. This has been Hemlocks to Hellbenders. I'll see you out there. Hosting, production, and editing by Christian Alexanderson. Music by John Sauer. Graphics by Uncle Traveling Matt's Random Expedition.